Welcome back to the program. We're doing afternoons across Australia, all thanks to SBS Fence. Remember, portable toilet and temporary fence hire in Sydney and Newcastle. Go to sbsfence.com.au. So all across the SEN network now, SENQ 693 AM up there in Brisbane, SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. And remember, download the SEN app anywhere at any time. The open line number, get in contact with the program, one 1170 and the text line 0457. 736736. And remember, if you want to get involved via social media, get us on at Jimmy Smith SEN, at Jimmy Smith SEN. Coming up very shortly, General Manager of Football, Phil Gould uh, from the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Uh, as I said, we, we pre recorded this one. It went for so long. We'll do a, a two part series. So we'll have the second part of this uh, chat tomorrow. So we'll hear from uh, some great thoughts along. Well, firstly, the signing of Mitch Woods, update on Carl Oluwapu, uh, talking about the front row stocks at the Bulldogs. Stephen Crichton's been at training. What's Bronson Cherry look like? And if we're looking at expansion, where should we go and get his thoughts on Vegas? So uh, very wide-ranging, the chat. So can't wait to play that for you very shortly. Uh, Marnus Labashane back in the country too. So um, uh, we've got... Pat Cummins and Josh Hazelwood, who landed in Australia earlier this morning. We heard that from Locke McCurdy. So um, it's great that they are being celebrated uh, around the country uh, following that fantastic win. Dave loves the shuttlecock, eh? There's a joke in there somewhere, says the Pearl. Righto, Pearl. Well, you find it. Uh, you find it. That'd be good. Um, now, so anyone who's saying, uh, can you ask this question? Can you ask this question of Gus? Uh, as I said, we've pre-recorded it. Hey, Jimmy, perhaps you could ask Phil about the youngster that got from the AFL. Uh, so there you go. Uh, yeah, Michael, don't worry. We start there with Mitch Wood. Uh, and he is a incredible young talent. So on the back of Pat Cummins coming and everyone loving Pat, remember, Pat's incredible, uh, all that sort of stuff, uh, as opposed to solar panel Pat, which he was according to one of our listeners a little bit earlier in the week. We're looking for the athletes for whose uh, opinions you might have changed over the years. Um, Jimmy, I used to hate Latrell when he played for the mortal enemy, but ever since he signed for the pride of the league, I've grown to love and appreciate his great talents. It's amazing how it goes like that, Jeremy. Thank you for sending that through. Uh, Jimmy, on the talk topic of when did I change my opinion of a player or athlete, for better or worse, this is Stormy Daniel from Prairie Wood. As a Storm supporter and unabashed Cooper Cronk fan, when Cronk decided to leave the club early and not finish up as a one-club player like his fellow members of the Big Three, it broke my heart as I became so emotionally attached. Whilst his move was motivated by family reasons, to this day, it felt wrong seeing him in another jersey other than the purple of the Storm where he played his three uh, played 323 of his 372 first grade games. Yes, but some of those games that he played outside of that for the Storm were actually played in grand finals of which he won. So I'm sure there's, for every Storm fan that is upset with Cooper Cronk, there's about seven or eight Roosters fans who are very happy with what he did. So keep the text messages coming in. Uh, the open line number, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 The text line, 0457 736 736. But right now, part one of our chat with General Manager of Football at the Bulldogs, Phil Gould. Well, lots of news around the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, as always. Uh, a lot of it centering around 
who's coming, who's going. There's been a great re-signing with young Mitch Woods. It was in the Danny Widler comment over the course of uh, column over the course of the weekend. So we thought we'd check in with the general manager of football at the Bulldogs, Phil Gould, who's on the line. G'day, Gus. James, how are you doing? <laughs> well, I feel like I'm in trouble when you call me James. They're always in trouble. Yeah, that's probably right too. Uh, Mitch Woods, we've read a lot about him. We've we've heard about him. Haven't seen a lot of him. He's a premiership winning half out of the Harold Matthews now. And from all reports, was looked at by the Swans in the AFL, Rugby Union as well. But he signed with the Bulldogs. That must give you a lot of encouragement about what you're doing out there at Belmore. Yeah, absolutely. He's a, a very talented young lad. And I stress young, he's still got a long way to go, but um, so talented is he that for the last few years he's been juggling three sports, uh, plus a lot of other things that he does, and and doing them all at the highest and elite levels of junior sport and school sport. And uh, He could have easily chosen a career in rugby union, uh, AFL, uh, but he's chosen to stick with rugby league for the time being, and at the Bulldogs we're grateful that he's he's going to be with us, and uh, we look forward to developing through the stages hopefully getting him towards being a professional rugby league player. Is that right, Gus, that you sat down with the Sydney Swans and said, look, the, the, the young fellow's very talented. He needs to make a decision? Yeah, we did. We, we contacted them. He's, he's obviously very good at both sports. And we spoke to a representative of the, of the Swans Academy just to get an idea of where they were up to. He was actually on contract with us for another 12 months. Yep. yep. Um, but it was getting to that stage of his development where we needed to have a longer-term approach to it. And I think the Swans were in the same boat. They felt the same. Um, he was very talented. He, he actually played AFL Grand Final Day. He played at the Melbourne Cricket Ground in the Curtain Razor, um, I think, for New South Wales against Victoria. Um, oh. So the Swans said that, yeah, he would, he would certainly be a player that could get drafted at the end of next year. Um, but we both agreed that trying to continue with the two sports uh, probably wasn't in his personal best interest, but if he wanted to make a career out of one, he probably had to dedicate himself to that sport now because if he was going to be trained as an AFL player, it was going to be different how we would train him as an NRL player. So it sort of got to that fork in the road for him, and we sat down some time ago with his parents, and and Mitch took them to dinner and said, look, we've spoken to the Swans. Um, They're pretty much in the same boat as us. Uh, we just want to see you playing football on Friday night on TV. We don't really care which sport it is, but if that's where you want to be and you want to be a professional footballer, you really need to choose because your training is about to get very specific and very different in the two codes. And we want you to be really good at one and not just good at both. You know, like it's that's where we needed to be. So they've they've thought about that for a few months, and he took plenty of time to make his decision. But uh, he's chosen rugby league and. I know the Swans will be following him with great interest and you know, we thank them for their... And it would have been the same for us. If he chose AFL, we'd have been cheering for him. He's a great kid with a great family. Yeah. Does he remind you of any player, Gus, the way he plays? <laughs> he does. I'm, I'm loath to say it for one so young because um, I don't like to put those, those sort of you know, tags on them. But um, I, I can imagine a young Steve Mortimer at the same age. Um, wow. He's kind, of, he's kind of in that mould, yeah. So, um, not that I want to be putting that tag on him, but that's that's clearly who he reminds me of. Uh, how important was the Harves Academy that you've set up there at the Bulldogs in, in securing Mitch's um, future? 
Yeah, well, Mitch came to a couple of those. Uh, we start off in earnest again next week, so we, we dabbled in it last off-season, and, and now we've got the right staff and the right amount of time in the, in the program to, to pursue that. But, yeah, Mitch yeah, Mitch enjoyed those, and he, he understands where his career is going and what it's doing. I'm actually meeting with he and his parents this afternoon just to finalise the deal. Um, the Harms Academy, I think, is really important. I've been writing about this for 25 years. It's important for the game. Yeah. Um, our game doesn't survive without quality playmakers, and there seems to be a shortage of those right at the top. If you look at the NRL at the moment, the vast majority, if you take out Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai at Penrith, the vast majority of them are over 32 years of age and won't be with us in another two or three years. And uh, it's going to leave a real hole in the game. So um, the more young players that we can get into a, uh, into the extra special development and the more we can persevere with a lot of fellas that have probably been written off too early, I think that's, that's a big thing. I think we write players off too early, particularly in those positions, takes a long time to learn their trade and to get good at what they do and and you now we have such a need for them and such a lack of them that uh, you know more needs to be done outside the normal curriculum to to develop them yeah it's it's like the quarterback in the in the NFL in many ways isn't it uh, and you talked about that and there's this physical requirement that a quarterback doesn't have that is you've got to stand in the defensive line and you've got to make your tackles and if you don't do that you're going to get spotted and um, there's a whole mentality that goes with playing halfback but if you look at someone like Jack Cogger who came on in that grand final was instrumental in Penrith winning that game and yet he's a 25 year old who's just sort of getting to a point now where you go well He's really comfortable in playing at NRL level and he's off to the Knights next year. But you had to be patient with Jack. Got to be patient with them all. And like I say, we write them off too early. They turn them into hookers. They turn them into the lock forwards. They, you know, they want to play them off interchange off the bench. And, and, and you're right. that The hard part for particularly the younger ones and the smaller players is, um, is, is defending in the front line. Now, back in my era, halfbacks defended behind the line. They yeah. didn't have to be in the front line. They were cover defenders. Um, so some of the greatest halfbacks in history weren't great tacklers and weren't great defenders and would have been very different than playing in today's era with the forwards so big and mobile as they are and an interchange where, you know, one forward wears himself out, so they bring on a fresh one and he runs up the little bloke. It, it's very hard for them. So you've got to help them through that process. It's part of, it's part of football they need to come to terms with. Uh, but the longer they're in the system, the better they get. And, and that's... It's not just size and strength, it's confidence. It's confidence and self-belief. And you can only get that if you're out there in the middle and, and, and people are trusting you and you're, you're learning your trade. And they're going to make mistakes and they're going to miss tackles. That's just part of what they are. But, um, you know, over time, they tend to work it out. And, you know, Fogger mm. is a perfect example of that this year. Yeah. Well, it sounds like Mitch Woods is going to take some time. What about more immediately for the doggies, Gus? Drew Hutchison, Kurt Mann, Jamin Salmon, Blake Taff, all these guys coming to the club. What's the thoughts around that? Matty Burton was at a function on Friday and said he'd like to play 5'8". Do, do you feel like you've settled on or, or Coach Serraldo will have settled on his halves or do we have a whole preseason to get through yet? Well, we've got a lot more than even a pre-season. I think that what we tried to do this year was to two things, bring some some football IQ and some experience into the club uh, around attacking football um, and also to get some players that have been in successful systems. You know, So buying players from Penrith and Souths and Roosters and those sort of things, we hope you know, rubs off on us a little bit in the way they prepare and, and look at football. 
and you're going to need more than just a half and a five-eighth through the course of a season. They all play rep football or they get injured and uh, you need depth of talent there and it also helps with the development of the rest of your players, your, your back rowers and your centres and your full-backs that, uh, that rely heavily on these playmakers in training and in playing. So uh, we've got a nice mix of, of talent there that's, you know, they're all at that stage now where they've played their 50, 60, 70 first-grade games and they know what it's all about. And uh, as I say, they're at that age now where over the next three or four years, they really establish themselves as, as genuine NRL playmakers. Um, you know, Matty Burton's still young, sort of thrust into this role, um, you know, without, without the preparation. So, you know, we certainly haven't written him off as a, as a playmaker of the future, but right at the moment, um, you know, we're just recruiting for the best interest of the team and going from there. Uh, lots of talk around Carl Oluwapu. So uh, Australian schoolboys captain a year ago, had a taste of first grade. Um, he was very important for the Jersey flag grand final, so a key player in that. What's the latest with Carl and uh, that, that injury of his, Gus? Yeah, so we're, um, we're still working through medical opinions on that one. Um, right. You know, look, all I'll say at the moment is that Carl's welfare is our priority at the moment. And... Uh, uh, we're dealing with he and his management and the family on that. And Carl's got to make some decisions about how he treats this injury going forward. There is a non-surgical approach and a surgical approach um, that he needs to consider. And um, and we need to consider what's in the best interest of him going forward. We don't, certainly don't want to put him in any position where he could suffer any serious injury. But uh, to be honest, Jimmy, Jimmy those, those sort of discussions are ongoing at the moment. Yeah, okay. Uh, CSE Wa Tokiaho, we've heard a lot about that. Uh, the speculation around whether he could get a release from Catalans, and now the latest is, or the reports are, that um, he hasn't passed a medical. Can you update us on Tokiaho, please, Gus? Yeah, he was a player that we were really keen to pursue. Uh, he had some time to go, a year to go on his contract in Catalan. Um, they were looking for some sort of replacement if he was to come back to the NRL. And any deal with us was subject to a medical, uh, as they normally are. Well, unfortunately, late in the season over there in France, in the UK, his team went to the grand final. Um, he played with injury in the final and the grand final and only made it worse. And by the time he got back here, he's got a rather serious foot injury uh, that requires surgery. There were two types of surgery for that. Uh, one type of surgery could get him back in 10 to 12 weeks if he had to have the um, bigger surgery, it could take a hell of a lot longer than that, and that's the one that he now needs. So um, um, he wouldn't pass any medical to, to to get an offer from us to come back to the NRL. So um, I imagine he'll be going back to Catalan to complete his contract, but certainly in the short term he needs surgery and uh, he's going to have quite a lengthy rehab with that. So no CSEWA, no Tavita Pangai, Luke Thompson, Franklin Pele. Uh, we've got a question here via social media, via Twitter. The Shadow wants to know how many uh, roster spots need filling. Expect any more signings. It feels like you're a little light on up front. Do you get that same sense, Gus? I think everyone knows that and sees that. And the problem, Jimmy, is that there's nothing really on the market to buy and we don't want to rush out and, and just spend the money. Um, you know, we've probably got a little bit more than people see there. We've got some young blokes there that didn't play a lot of football this year and They'd be feeling a lot better about it if they'd seen them play, and we're hoping that they can get more time on the pitch next year. Uh, we're mm. certainly looking. We've got money available, and we've got uh, you know, we can make spots available. So uh, we we realise that that's an issue for us, and we're working towards it. But 
I think we're a little bit better placed than than what the average person is looking at there. Internally, we're pretty confident the blokes we've got can get a job done for us. No doubt that we are looking for uh, an experienced middle forward, though. From what I understand, Adam Fanua Blake will be available for 2025. Gus, any interest there? Yeah, Adam's a quality player. I um, had a lot of time for Adam. I spent a little bit of time with the Warriors during COVID, um, just as a consultant there, and got to see Adam firsthand. And he's a, a quality player. He's not cheap though, Jimmy. And uh, no. I imagine there'll be a lot of interest in Adam. Uh, he's got to return home to Australia for family reasons, um, which he's working through with the Warriors. Um, he's going to spend another year in. Uh, in New Zealand, I believe he's making himself available for Australia in 2025. And, uh, uh, yeah, there'll be a lot of people lining up to, for his signature, that's for sure. Just on that, Gus, you talked about your time over in New Zealand and, and now with the Bulldogs, you've extended the reach outside of the, the Junior League there up to the Northern Rivers, doing stuff on the North Coast in Toowoomba as well and, and then New Zealand as well. well what is the purpose behind that? Is it promotion of the brand? Is it promotion of the game? Is it pathways and recruitment of players or is it a bit of all of that, Gus? Buying talent, Jimmy. It's getting the best talent available, uh, taking a long-term approach to developing our next best Bulldogs team into the future. And um, You know, you need to get and identify these kids young, get them into the system, get in a relationship with the club and then eventually if they're good enough, we move them down to Belmore. We've got three or four houses in Belmore now where we house kids from country areas overseas, Queensland. Um, that come into the system and we work them through the junior rep program and hopefully a percentage of them end up being NRL players. Um, you know, one of the most enjoyable parts or the most important part of my day is sticking around late in the evening and watching our junior rep teams train. Um, in a short space of time for the academy program, we won the Harold Matz last year in the Jersey Fleet, which is a, an extraordinary achievement in a short space of time. It doesn't guarantee yeah. anything, but at least we know we're on the right track. And the quality of kids that we've got in the system at the moment and the quality of coaching they're getting, um, it can only produce results over the, over the longer term. So that's, that's the longer term approach to what we're doing. Naturally, we have to try and keep the current NRL team as competitive as possible, and that's not easy in the current market. But from a future standpoint, um, I'm absolutely thrilled with the quality of kids and the sort of kids that we've got in the system at the moment and, and, the, and what our staff are doing you know, in New Zealand and uh, up on the north coast and greater northern areas, and that is they're doing outstanding work. And uh, if there are good kids out there with talent, well, then we've got our eyes on them. And then you know, from there, we give them the opportunity to come to to come to Belmore and be a part of the academy. The kids we've got in the system at the moment, um, in those teenage years, I'm I'm really excited about. I think there's some some real future bulldogs there for sure. That concludes part one of our two-part chat with the general manager of football at the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs, Phil Gould. Tomorrow. Gus will go into detail on his thoughts on expansion, where are the best places to expand, and give his thoughts on the NRL's foray into Las Vegas. But right now, a break.